out your papers and your trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrap the kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yakety-yak! Yakety-yak! Don't talk back! Money! Excuse me, but I was just taking a shower. I am joined as ever by my co-host Ian Loring, hello And we have frequent collaborator Hey, Noella <laughs> And we're talking about um, what, what it would seem like What everyone seems to be saying is The worst movie ever fucking made uh, Fantastic Four Um Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. Even he doesn't really seem to like it that much. Or does he? We don't know. He keeps deleting his tweet. No, he doesn't. Does he not? No. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk uh, Fantastic Four. We'll chat some trailers. Uh, I really, really, really hope the guys have got some what we've been watching because I've only watched one of the film this week. Uh, and uh, we'll probably have some tangents that I will lead uh, because I've only watched one of the film this week. Um, has any has anything happened this week, guys? Because I don't fucking know. Because I've, I've barely been on any kind of social media, but it does seem like anybody to deal with Fantastic Four has um, basically acted out. It feels like the only thing that anybody's been talking about to me. Like I've, I've not noticed anything else happening. So. Yeah, it does seem like a movie where everybody has tried to try to have a go at. Bless it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we'll we'll get to it, but I don't know when you've got when you've got an opening weekend of like twenty six million dollars in the US or whatever. I think that's what it turned out to be now, and you know that's as much as John Carter made. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and obviously John Carter's reputation. I think that kind of says something. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I'm surprised the old oh, a comic book movie's burning out bollocks hasn't like hit yet but it seems like the more interesting story for the film twitter sphere is the josh trank thing i mean we'll we'll, we'll get to it you know but um it does seem like a, a, all anybody's been talking about this week uh, i don't know i've just been playing a lot of um video games i've got shit to talk about with what we've been watching but um i, I i've not been on twitter that much this week 
So it's over to Noel, I suppose. <laughs> Sweet. Did, uh, Sorry, you broke you broke up a little bit there for me, so. You dipped out, so if you asked Noel a question, nobody heard it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. But I'm recording anyway, so people will hear what I said, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> right, well, oh, um, guys, um, trailers, who wants who wants to start? Um, I literally just watched the trailer for The Last Witch Hunter. The Last Witch Hunter? Is that, is that the Vin Diesel film? Yeah, new, new Vin Diesel film, yeah. It's Vin ah, Diesel, yeah. Michael Caine, and Elijah Wood. And um, um, you know no, nothing Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. I think that's her character's oh. name. Yeah. No, 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 I think about this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I feel like I've already seen a trailer for this. Was there a was there a pre a teaser trailer? Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've seen a trailer for it. Um, but, he's yeah. got really, really good fake facial hair, and when I say good, I mean laughably terrible. Oh, uh, I got to, to Google that now. Um, it, it's pretty solid. Um, but. Yeah, I th- it looks like it's going to be taking itself very, very seriously. Um, I would enjoy this if it was as campy as it kind of feels like it should be, but it doesn't look like it's going to be that. Um, but we'll—I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I know Vin Diesel's very passionate about it. Um, as he Vin Diesel, who gets passionate about every film he yeah. works on, which thing? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to criticise him for that. But you know, when he, when he, he decides on a movie, it, it's like he goes, "Oh my god." This is the best movie I am making ever. Well, he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he um, publicises stuff saying, like, this is the best film I've ever done. But Vin yeah. Diesel actually means it. Yeah, he, he, he does. Which, you know, you've got to give him credit for that blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, I'll let you guys kind of jack off over Deadpool because I'm worried about Deadpool myself. But I know you two are excited. So I, I'm so excited. Um, I, I just... It, it does seem like a comic book movie because I'm not as invested in the comic book movie thing as, as everyone else is. I you know I enjoy them, but I don't tend to get that excited about them. Whereas with Deadpool, I'm excited because it, it's kind of like a comic book movie that's almost saying, "Oh, you know, the, all those other things that comic book movies do. Well, we're going to do that, but we're also going to show a fuckload of blood um, and cussing and fourth wall breaking and, and all this lot." And I'm 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 very very excited by it. Yeah. Mm. I like the See, fact so as well that this Sorry, movie has, been, has been willed into existence as well. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a weird one for me because it's not a character that I like in the comic books very much. I find I find the sense of humour very um, the 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 way the way he sort of like talks to the camera and stuff like that. It's a bit corny and it's a bit too obvious for me that sense of humour. However. It seems to be working quite well in this, so I, I don't, maybe that sense of humour will trans, transfer to to cinema a little bit better for me. Uh, it's the one thing that I was worried about: is you know, is it going to be too sort of like um, Ryan uh, Reynolds just sort of like winking and, and bugging at the camera and all that type of thing? It, it, it could have been quite cringeworthy, but it just it's kind of working for me. And the teaser trailer that came before it as well. The you know the the mention of um, from the studio that that previously you know, 
inexplicably sewed his fucking mouth closed or whatever it was. Yeah, it's um, you know that type of thing. It, it works quite well. It's it's cheeky. It's going to be R-rated. It's going to be gory. It looks like it's going to have some decent decent action scenes, uh, which comic book movies need, and that'll come up again later. Um, and yeah, so it, it's I'm well looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I was a huge fan of the the teaser trailer um, and the yeah trailer. The teaser trailer, you know, the the it was amusing. It was it was literally like they they sat down and went and just said right, just shoot. And Reynolds just said whatever the fuck he felt like saying. Um, and I, I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan anyway, so it, it has me me on, on board with that. Um, I'm I'm just very much looking forward to it. I like the fact that it's been released in February. I like the fact that it, it's kind of almost gone look. We're doing this. We don't give a shit if, if, if it's a success because the victory of this is the fact that we're actually fucking making it. I tell, um, I, tell, I tell you what, saying that after how Fantastic Four's done at the box office, I wouldn't be surprised if the Fox suits start trying to meddle with it. Um, the, the budget on it, it, it is, you know, it is nowhere near what you know, the majority of comic book movies' budgets have, have been, really, um, to be honest. So, whereas Fantastic Four has to make a lot of money um, to, 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 to sort of be considered a success, Deadpool will, will probably have to make maybe a third or even less of, of, of that money to actually be deemed a, a success. Mm, yeah. See, I think that's I think that's the right approach with this as well because they don't. It's not a movie that they have to spend too much money on, and it's a character that's totally unproven, uh, totally unknown to most people. And obviously, this is going to be R-rated. It's risky, um, yep. so the the potential is there for it to to do pretty well and be seen as a massive success as a result, especially on the back of something like Fantastic Four bombing. So you know. I think it, it, they're going about. They seem to be going about it the right way to, for me. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I will say, I'm a little. I like Ryan Reynolds as well. I'm a little worried that it's going to be too much. And I, I, I yeah, I, it, the, the trailer I thought was all right, but it just, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think I might have told this story on the show before, but. Um, when I used to preview prints at the cinema, it sounds like a tangent, but stay with me. Um, I, pre- I, I previewed a print of The Hangover, and Brad came to see it, who we, we all know, because um, um, like, he was working at The View at the time. Every time there was something funny, that well, remotely funny that happened on screen, he would lose his shit and then look at me like... That's funny, isn't that funny? That's so funny. Oh my god, that is so funny. And it completely coloured the hangover for me. This trailer feels like the trailer equivalent of that to me. It's a trailer, like, say, isn't this so funny? This is really fucking funny. It's got, I mean, it's got a confidence to it, and I think that's what it is. But mm. I, and I, that's, I suppose that's a good thing. I'm a little worried what 100 minutes of this... It is in a comedy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm worried what 100 minutes of... <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm funny! Is going to be like. Do you know what, though? That's the thing. I'll take 100 minutes of that 
over a hundred minutes of what we've been getting more recently with I, comic I, book I'm movies. Willing, I need something different. I'm willing I need to watch a hundred minutes of it because it is different. I'm mm. worried about the quality of that hundred minutes personally. Based, I, I mean, comedy's incredibly subjective. I like a haunted house too. So I don't mean I I I I mean nothing to anyone. To me, it felt a little bit. I'm not too I'm not too sure about this, but we will see. And I agree that it is definitely a change, and that's that's good. Well, that's it. I think I was expecting to feel I was expecting it to feel like what you're saying. So seeing it and actually going, oh, all right, actually this works. That's that's where I'm at with it. It's it's. I think it's just expecting it to be that very sort of, you know, self-referential, uh, binned on to death. Uh, I always say the same phrase and that sort of sub-Weedon sort of, sure. um, you know, I, I was really worried about that. But it's it doesn't feel that it doesn't feel as bad as it could to me. So that the humour is actually working in its favour for me. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it, it, it's I'm 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 not gonna begrudge anyone really really liking the trailer i i just i'm not as high on it i think it's a good trailer the it looks like a, a, a topographical uh map of idaho fucked whatever it was that's a good line <laughs> yeah you know unless you, unless you watch the green band trailer in which case he just says you look like a, you look like a typographical map of idaho yeah and that's it <laughs> Uh, essentially, the Green Band trailer at the end of it actually has Deadpool saying, "Go watch the Red Band. Go watch the Red yeah, Band." Yeah, Go. yeah, yeah. Which I thought was quite quite amusing. I mean, the, at, at, at which point I was like, "Fuck! I didn't know there was a Red Band." So yeah. I, was, I thought, "What's the fucking Red Band? You lying YouTube!" <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I the, the, the sneak peek, fucking what is it? The the line of from five time Academy Award viewer Ryan Reynolds. Made me yeah. laugh more than... Five-time Academy yeah. Award viewer. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Made me laugh more than anything else uh, comedy in, in cinema this year so fucking far. So I am well up but for it. Just... I think the thing is is that they're, they're only going to be able to get away with so much. And, and in this trailer, they've got Ryan Reynolds on a gurney screaming, when you do the super suit, don't make it green and don't make it animated. <laughs> That's great, but... You can only like that. There's only so much room for that stuff before it starts to become the problem that Ian's expecting it to be. So, not not yeah. that I'm well, not that I'm expecting it. Although to you're be, worried that it could it's, be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. But I, I think you know we get the humour. We, I personally, am on board with the humour. But there is a danger that they could crank it up too far. I get that, you know. But yeah. a, a yeah. film with a a film with a little bit of that tone to it right now would be a, a, a great palate cleanser, I think. I could see us all, like all going to Manchester City Centre in February and checking this out and then just doing like a three-hour-long drunken review of Deadpool. I'm all right with that. I could, I, I could actually see that happening, and I'm, yeah, yeah, so am I. I'd be very, very up for that. Is it in premium large-format theatres, do we know, Mark? I think it is going to be in premium large format theatres. Okay, that's good to know. Yes. Um, right, I'll, 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 move us, I'll move us on to the trailer I watched that, that surprised me, because I've not watched any of the trailers for this yet. But um, I caught a trailer before uh, Fantastic 
did actually go, oh, before the trailer started, and then about a minute of the trailer went, oh, all right, then actually I'm actually quite interested now. And it's the trailer for Hitman uh, Agent 47. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can it have the helicopter? Because that bit was in the last trailer, and that bit had me more interested in anything. Yeah, and that was the bit where I went, where I was going, blah, 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 literally, like, because I was on my own at this point with Fantastic Four, and I was actually sat in my seat going, blah, 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 transport a tick, and blah, 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 oh, oh, well, that's fucking new. Yeah, but that helicopter bit is, like, that's exactly how I feel. It's like... Netflix, 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 Netflix. Oh, I actually might see this in the cinema. And when, he, when there's a great bit where there's a gun on the table and he's and, and he's getting asked, you, you know your name, let's start with your name. And he goes, 47. He's like, that's not a name. And he says, well, it's my name. And then kicks the table and the gun shoots and he lifts the, as he does that, he lifts up. his chair. Yeah. That's like, oh, do you know what? This has got me now. Yeah. I feel exactly the same way, and I actually, I actually quite like that actor as well from um, from Homeland. He's great in Homeland, so yeah, I'm on yeah. board with this. He look, he looks a bit weird with a shaved head, though. He looks a bit like a cancer patient. Does look a little bit like a cancer patient, but I, I like the fact that he, that it, 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 he seems to fitted to a suit with a red tie, even though yeah. he's well aware that it, that it is not practical in what he's doing, and that. Nick, doesn't even lose five percent of his his practicality, but he's willing to give that up because he has committed to that outfit. Yeah. I, I like I think, that. But that's a it's a strong game. I think it could be stupid fun, and I think it it, it looks like it's going to take itself quite seriously. But I don't think that will necessarily you know go against it. I'm far yeah, more that, looking forward to this than I am the transporter refueled. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, the transporter refueled looks. Looks a little bit like like a Granada film from 1993. <laughs> it just it it just I look at it and go, oh my god, what? No, no, we don't we don't need this film again because you Europa Corp, you keep making this same film. Hey, still, Europa Corp brought us from Russia uh, from Paris with love, which had the best tagline of all time. What was it? Two cops, one city, no mercy. Oh, yes. I am it had, a great, it had a great poster as well, didn't it? The, the gun with the sort of Eiffel Tower thing. That was, yeah. I like From Russia With Love. From Russia, well, yeah, I do like From Russia With Love. I'm from Paris With Love. I'm, I, it's a guilty pleasure. I, seems, I seem to remember having a good time with it as well, actually, yeah. yeah. I've not watched it. Um, I, I probably know will, um, but if it says on Netflix, I promise to watch. Yeah. I'm pretty sure um, we covered think, it on Heroes. I think we might have, you know. I think we did, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm out of trailers now. I think that's everything I watched. Has anyone got anything? Oh no, I don't know. I watched Lambda, um little teaser thing. Um, yeah, still, still, just couldn't. Careless. Oh, the Zoolander. Ship sail. Yeah. yeah, ship sail for me on that. It's, it's, it's. It, it's been too long. It had been too long for Anchorman, and they just yeah. they, they managed to just get away with it. Whereas with the Zoolander one, it's like, no, no. It, it, it's, that is going to have to get some seriously fucking good reviews to me to actually warrant ever giving a shit. Mm. <coughs> oh, no, actually, the other one I did see was a trailer for that. I can't remember what it's called now. 
the new Owen Wilson one that's not a comedy. Oh, yeah, I saw that as well. Best in. Time he made not a comedy of any description was um, behind enemy lines, and that was great. Yeah, what was the concept of this thing? Is it something like he's just a guy, he's a dad, and they're killing dads? Foreign country, uh, and rebels uh, start taking over and start killing foreigners, and he's got to get his wife and his kid um, keep uh, them safe, essentially. From dirty uh, foreigners. From different, from from dirty insurgents. Uh, yes, so that was trailers. Uh, we didn't watch many, uh, but we got a lot of fucking mileage out of Deadpool like that. Yes. We're not doing fucking trailers anymore, alright? Um, so, we're not going to play you a trailer for Fantastic Four. Uh, we're just going to get into fucking talking about it. Um, directed by Josh Trank, um, although he'd like to tell you that he had nothing to fucking do with it. Um, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, Kate Mara, Jamie Bell, Toby Kebble, Blake Nelson, uh, and Reg Cathy. Um, oh, no, you're our guest. Fantastic Four. What did you think of it? Was it fantastic? <laughs> Better nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody's saying it's fantastic. Um, uh, I thought it was pretty terrible. Um, I, I, I was I was hoping um, I was hoping lowered expectations would play a role, um, and I would get something out of it. But uh, it, it's. It, it, there's no, there's no getting away from the fact that it's an absolute mess. Like it, it's the structure of it is 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 appalling. Um, the way the characters are dealt with in that first, you know, that first hour that we're sort of is sometimes it's occasionally interesting. Um, it, you sort of look back on it and look at actually how defined those characters were, and 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 actually actually it's a bit like well, yeah, actually that wasn't very good at all. Uh, and then the climax just comes out of nowhere. Um, and it, it's, you know, we've been watching some sort of indie movie where we're, we're watching some young science boffins try and figure out some weird thing and then go for a, a drunk drive in it. And then it's like, oh, now the universe is ending. And it's like, well, where the fuck did this come from? Um, it's, it's structurally a mess and the characterization is terrible. It's not. It's not the Fantastic Four that I recognise, but then I haven't read the Ultimate Fantastic Four by Mark Millar and uh, Brian Michael Bendis that, that apparently it's based on. So, um, so yeah, but it's, 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 I thought it was pretty terrible, actually. Ian, thoughts? I thought it was all right. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's fantastic either, um, but... And I mean, basically, I think before one year later, I'm actually quite up for it and pretty interested. After one year later, kind of feels like, you know, uh, the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween, where the first half's all kind of origin story and then the second half's basically the first one, but just like sped up. Yeah. It's kind of like this, except there wasn't like a first one to kind of really base it on. I think it's like... The first half takes its time, and then the second half is just like, oh, right, okay, fuck it. All right, one year later, um, they're all doing this stuff now. Miles Teller's missing, and uh, boom, here we go. Doctor Doom's back, and fight, and uh, little jovial bit at the end, and end. 
And see, that one year later thing is a huge mistake. Oh yeah, huge, huge, huge mistake. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know the details about. It. I don't know if anybody does at this point, but that feels like the thing that was kind of uh, wedged into it that's really disrupted everything. Because why on earth would you spend that amount of time and energy setting up these characters and then have the interesting point where they're getting to know their own oh, powers yeah. completely wiped out of it? I mean, just you... so that you can say, for, what, for one year, for one year, Reed Richards has been pottering about and has not been traceable, despite the fact he's just some 19-year-old kid. He's not been traceable by any agency in the entire world. They've been trolling, but somehow he's, he's, he's now a brilliant field operative. You've got fucking Ben Grimm, who's now, with 43 confirmed kills, a mass murderer. Um, <laughs> you've, got, you've got Doctor Doom, who has, for some reason, decided that he wants to rule an empty universe. Um, and you've got uh, Sue Storm, who's sort of mull- milling about, practicing her... Her, her, her skills, but she says she doesn't want to be a tool, but then she just kind of ends up... Being a tool. She kind of is a tool, a tool, and she's not that bothered about it. It's, it's yeah, it's it's half-arsed. It's so half-arsed. I mean, Mark, you haven't said what you think yet. Um, I, I, I was going into Fantastic Four um, really kind of hoping that it was one of those where, you know, people are being, you know, sniffy about it, just, just to fucking be sniffy about stuff because that's what people do um, but it's a fucking mess it really is it's there's points of, of, of dialogue and script where, where I was just thinking this is this is bad it, it's 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 badly paced it's badly directed the script is terrible the actors seem I mean Kate Mara you know Michael B. Jordan and um, Miles Teller we all know that they're Good to capable uh, performance. Um, everything I've seen Kate Mara in, she does that kind of edging her face forward and looking through her hair thing in everything. But apparently, she's, I don't watch it, but apparently she was brilliant in House of Cards, am I right? Yeah, she's she, she is, yeah, she's okay. Miles um, Teller, you know, he's, we, we know he can be very, very good. Um, Michael B. Jordan, I, I've not seen him in enough. Um, Toby Kebbles, you know, he's always good that thing. Tim Blake Nelson's great. But they look like, as the film's gone on, there's this point where they look like they're just going, oh, I'm just going to say this line just to fucking get the fuck out of there. I just want this this to be over. Um, I've never seen, you know, Miles Teller seems like a guy who's got a lot of fucking energy all the time in every performance, you know, whether it be something stupid that he's doing, like um, the that film he made with... Um, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Like, uh, uh, yeah, even that, the Spectacular Now, or the one he did with Zach, I remember his name, the name of it, Whiplash. He's always, or even Footloose remake, he's always got a lot of energy. Um, and in this, in the second half of this, after the one year later, which looks like one year later, and should have said in brackets, 20 minutes lifted out mm-hmm. um, it, it, it seems like he, he turned up and he went yeah I'm not going to say that 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 uh, and then just said literally just said the least amount of lines that he could get away with and the director just went yeah cut done bye and See, the thing is, it, is I don't I didn't have much sorry right, carry on it, it, it just it, it felt really 
amateur. Which for a, for a movie that cost over a hundred million dollars to feel that just, just directionless is, is staggering. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a difference between having a kind of an intimate scale and just feeling like you've got low production values. Yeah. And Fantastic Four does actually manage to look like low production values. Uh, like the stakes of it. You don't feel like anything is under threat, really. Um, well, no, so well, that think, comes. It, it is like you were saying, no. And what you said then, Ian, I was, I knew, because uh, Becky picks me up from the cinema, I know what time films are going to finish because the view put on what time it's going to finish. So I knew it finished at 20 past one. And it got to like five past one. And I thought, I was like, fucking hell. I thought, they must have made a mistake. They must have made a mistake. They must have, like, forgotten to add on the trailers or any, or something to this, because there can't only be a quarter of an hour left of this movie. So I actually had to go out to check, which I didn't want Becky turning up half an hour fucking early. And I was checked and went, no, no, it, it, yeah, that's all there is, and whipped back in and, and missed fucking nothing. Um, but it, it just, it, it ends just so, the, 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 the climax of the movie is just, Almost like a fucking afterthought. Well, well that's I, the shit. That's the shift I'm talking about with the sort of, you know, Ian, what you're saying about the production values. The, Fantastic Four, like a lot of Marvel properties, to be fair, you know, New York is an important character in 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 these stories, and New York is just not there at all. They they you know they arrive in New York, they go inside the Baxter Building, which you find out is actually this thriving sort of hub of youth and. It's like a college campus, but you don't get to meet any of the people who are there. You don't get to you don't get to feel what that that busy environment's like. You it's, don't get to feel what life less, in New York's like. It's a less it doesn't funny look movie. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's everybody, the, nobody says anything in there. Nobody leaves the building. We don't get to leave the building. We look out the window once, so it doesn't feel like it's taking place in the world. It feels like it's taking place in the stu- in a studio in that sort of in that you know the first hour where they the the first hour and 20 minutes or so whatever, where everything is taking place in that one science lab. So then when all of a sudden you realize you've been in a science lab for a fucking hour or so, then it just flips around to, oh, right, now the universe is imploding. And it's like, well, fucking, I, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like this story is taking part in the world and now you're putting the whole world under threat. And there's a shot of, you know, cars and people being sucked into this sort of, wormhole and it's a bit like i don't this this film hasn't operated outside for for you know for the last hour or so and now it's just the world's ending i mean it's such a horrible shift i mean apparently that ending it, it's ba- it's basically almost public knowledge now that josh trank wasn't even there for it and that, like it, i think simon Goldberg oh. kind of took over um I mean, the, the story behind the making of this thing is going to be legend one day, I think. I'm looking forward to the documentary about the making of this film the much more than I am. The what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I would just like to say, because I started off saying I liked it, and then I've just been agreeing with you guys. The first half of it, I like I say, I was, kind, I was actually kind of getting on board. Um, I thought there were good individual moments. I like... I like the fact that they go over there because they're just pissed and they want to make their mark and they do something reckless. I 
I mean, uh, Josh Trank in, in the publicity for it was saying that he wanted to go body horror, and it feels like the fact that you don't actually see two of the characters react to them discovering their powers. Like, Human Torch, yeah. he's basically unconscious, and Sue Storm is as well. It feels like there was more of that there. And that moment where Miles Teller is kind of stretching out and he doesn't realise that he's, like, stretching. And then yeah. he looks behind him and then that look of horror on his face and he passes out. L- little things like that, I'm just like, that's fucking interesting. And I liked... I, I, I mean, I liked, his, like, Mr. Fantastic and the Thing's first conversation as such, where... Um, uh, uh is in the air then. And I liked what that was setting up as well. Like, the, the whole, you did this to me, um, find a way to fix it, and then they just kind of bleh by the end of the film. Um, and I, I mean, I even, I, I quite like the way that Toby Kebbell's character wasn't a bad guy. He was definitely a black sheep, but he wasn't, like, straight up a bad guy. And I, 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 I there, there was just in, interesting things kind of building up there that I, I think that you know this half an hour I'm assuming must have been chucked out that there might have been kind of more follow through on those kinds of things. I mean, also the fact that there is absolutely nothing to suggest that Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm will ever get together in this. No, Not, I mean, they, they have a smiley conversation once. You know, I, well, there's nothing. There's nothing. Bit, there's nothing relationship-wise between any of the characters. You don't get. You don't get anything between Sue and Reed. You get nothing between Sue and Johnny. Apparently, they're you know they're, they're adopted brothers and sisters, and they've grown up together. What you want from the Fantastic Four is you want a family dynamic, and that fact that there is nothing between any of these characters. And, and this isn't a problem with the performances. I think all the performances were absolutely fine. fine. Yeah. But there's there's nothing. There's nothing going on between Sue and Johnny, which is really important. There's nothing going on between Sue and Reed, which is really important. And there's nothing going on between Reed and Ben. I mean, they, that's the one they spend a little bit more time on between Reed and Ben. But you don't really feel it. You don't really feel like they're, you know, they're best friends who've grown up together and been through a lot. And, you well, know, no, Reed's going to take Ben with him and, and make sure that he's okay and, and pull him out of his old life and stuff like that. You just, it, it's not there. I, I so, the, so by the time, by the time they have to join forces at the end of it and fight this faithless, terrible bad guy, terrible cannon level bad guy, um, you, you, there's no family dynamic. It there. You don't want them to, there's nothing to want them to bond together. I will say that sequence where he's walking down the corridor and just blowing up people's heads. Come on, that was alright. Yeah, that, that, that's, it, that's it would have been alright had he not, if he didn't look like he was just wrapped in Tesco bags. Oh, yeah, like, no, it was a yeah, yes. Terrible yes. look. But that, just that idea and the way that it's shot with him just. It kind of like shoulder, almost like a third person shooter or something weirdly, where he's walking along the corridor and just like looking at people and then their heads are blowing. I mean, it's kind of Akira ish, you know. And, yeah, oh, very, yeah. You know, yeah and but... it's just, there are, there are nuggets in this film that make it feel like there's something more here that's not here, you know. And I mean, yeah. I mean the way Trank's been like, tweeting about it, we'll never, ever, 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 ever see his cut. It's like, if when the original Daredevil came out, Mark Stephen Johnson played it like a fucking professional. 
He obviously wasn't happy with the release cut. He kept his fucking mouth shut. And what did Fox do? They let him release his director's cut eventually. And, like, people do generally think that is a much better version of that story. If he had kept his mouth shut, Trank, they might, they might, well, and just as damaged limitation as much as anything else, might have let him actually release his version at some later stage. That's never happening now. All, all that's being thought of this film now is, right, how much are we going to write off and how long can we give it until we give it another reboot? It does seem a little bit like, like, like what Josh Trank should do based on rumours that you hear from, and it's based purely on rumours though, of, of what was happening in production, is maybe you should spend a little bit more time being a professional filmmaker and a little bit less time getting baked. Because it does seem like he got baked and decided to slag off his own movie. And there were a lot of stories about him turning up pretty fucked up on set. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> the thing is... is sorry. If, if you want to be that type of director, then be that type of director. But don't expect to direct Marvel movies. If you, do, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of money behind this stuff. It's fine if you want if you want to be Kevin Smith and you want to direct Clerks fucking three. And yeah, you want to get exactly. And go and make that. That's fine. But you know, do you think Kenneth Branagh turned up baked some fucking thought? Probably not. You know, I'd be very fucking surprised. You know, it, it just you can't. It does seem like this film, just nothing, nothing has gone right for it. No, um, but I mean, I, I will say, right, in the end of the day, 95% of the population, at least, don't hear these stories, don't hear this bad word. So why are they not going to this film? And it's, it's difficult, Sal. It, yeah, and it just feels completely inessential. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, again, I liked the film. I am giving it a definitely not shit. I am because of the of the promise of some of it, which maybe is a reason why I should say it's definitely shit because it doesn't follow through. But there's just about enough stuff I like in there. But it 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 just it doesn't feel like a story that needs to be told. It, it but again, it doesn't quite feel like it's just what a film being made just to retain rights. I mean, at least what. The nuggets of it. It doesn't feel like Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Amazing Spider-Man, where it's just like we literally we have to make something to keep the rights. It feels like it felt. Sorry, Josh Trank had something going on, and then just completely balls it up on set, and now they the the studio just had to release this because they had to release the film. it doesn't feel to me like they, you know, they were trying to retain the rights. It feels more to me like they were desperate to set up a universe, hmm. and that comes down to, yeah, or, you it, know, it, well, it or, or at least, a frame. and that comes down to what you're saying about sort of public, what, what you say, what, what you say about public perception of this and not knowing this side of the story and stuff like that, is that nowadays people expect the Right, a comic book movie's coming out. Who, right, who's the character? It's Ant-Man. Right, I've never heard of Ant-Man. What's he, one of the one of the Avengers? Well, yeah, he could be. You know, if the film does well, he might be in the, in one of these Avengers movies or something like that. Right, who's this guy? Thor, right, he's definitely Avenger. Uh, who's they're doing a new Superman film? Oh, are they? Are they who's going to be in it? Well, Batman's going to be in it. Oh, right, so they're doing a Justice League movie. Yeah, so, like, people expect this. So the questions around the Fantastic Four in the lead-up to it have been, 
oh, so is this, is, does this mean the Fantastic Four are going to be in the Avengers? It's like, well, no, but they might be in the X-Men. If it, we're not sure, really. It's, it's complicated, and people are like, well, I don't care. I don't really understand it. It looks boring. It looks really dark. Everything's really dull. The, you know, it's not vibrant. It's not funny. It's not, uh, there's nothing too, too much that pops out of the screen at you and that's a that makes it a difficult sell for pit for for audiences what you do with something like this something like the fantastic four i think is you stop trying to make a franchise that can potentially tie into another franchise and you look at the material and you go right what have we got we've got these four characters and they're kind of wacky and they're a bit daft and there's a bit of a sort of daft silly sort of 60s aesthetic to this whole thing and you make a family movie and to a degree, that's what they did. That's what Tim Story did with the last two. And I have no problem with those two movies. That the you know the second one's not great. The first one is a the fun family fun. Yeah. comic book yeah, movie, yeah, exactly. it's, and that's all it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 his, I, I just I, Mark, I just want to pose Noel a question just based on what he said there. I'm not trying to like troll or anything. I'm genuinely interested. Right? Would you yeah. prefer for Fox to like just? try and reboot this in five, ten years and give it another go? Or would you just prefer for Marvel to have the rights and then make it a Marvel Studios film and all that entails? I think the problem with it is, is it, the problem with it is if it becomes a Marvel Studios property now, then it becomes homogenised into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it doesn't get to be anything crazier than that. One of the things I was hoping Ant-Man would have was a bit more of an aesthetic that took it out of that MCU thing that just slots nicely into the Avengers. And I think Fantastic Four is a perfect vehicle for that. So, honestly, I would rather they just got a different director to give it a reboot in five years' time, in ten years' time. But rather than trying to make it the Fantastic Four begins, or, or rather than try and make it something that they can then spin into their other, you know, their X-Men property or whatever... Just let it be what the characters suggest it should be. Let the aesthetic fit the the the, the characters and the, and the you know it, make it a bit more colourful and make it a bit more fun. And it doesn't have to be the Tim Story ones. It can have a bit of a sort of kitschy sort of aesthetic that is different to everything else. So yeah, I'd I'd be happy for, for Fox um, to have another go, another another go at it further down the line, rather than hand it back to Marvel, because I don't think it's, I don't think the Fantastic Four are necessary to the Marvel universe at the moment, especially not this Fantastic Four. Just... We've got, we've got a couple of, we've we've got three great scientists in the Marvel Cinematic Unit universe at the moment, at the moment. So we've got three people who can do engineering and science and and all that good stuff. So we don't need Reed Richards in there. We don't need the thing in there because we've got the Hulk. We don't need Sue Storm because she was a bit bland in this. And, you know, there are other female characters coming down the line. And the Human Torch, meh, I don't really, you know, we've got Iron Man. It, it's, it's not necessary, I don't think, to the MCU. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens now, I think, because, like, this, this is toxic now. Yeah. straight up mm. everybody involved in this in terms of the characters that like these people playing these characters they can't do it again i mean they've already announced a sequel date for two years time but they did that before this came out that's not happening no way there no. is no way with the level of box office this film is going to get that fox can do a sequel to this 
there's already rumours that 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 uh, that money's going to be funneled elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's in the end of the day now. I could see the thing is Fox have already kind of burnt their bridges with Marvel Studios um, in so much as you know. Sony have kind of played ball with them and now Spider-Man's going to be incorporated and Sony get to keep a large portion of that cash. Um, I think it's like basically Marvel get to use Spider-Man in the Marvel Studios films and they will get that sweet, sweet money and it won't have anything to do with Sony. But then when Sony do the standalone Spider-Man films, they get to keep the sweet, sweet money. So it's kind of like a win-win. Whereas I think Marvel and Fox had had talks previously, and it, and Fox basically just said, fuck you, we're doing our thing. And now it's like, do Marvel Studios just say, tell you what, we'll give you $300 million. There you go. You know, that pays for, that pays for this Fantastic Four a couple of times over. We'll have the rights back. You guys don't have to worry about it anymore. Keep your X-Men. Whatever, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and honestly, I think that's what's going to happen. I, so do I. But as much as I, 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 I couldn't care less about a, a sequel to this movie. Um, I also couldn't give a shit about Marvel Studios Fantastic Four. I, I just, you know, the, the I, I just, I, the, the characters do nothing for me. Like no scene, it would be homogenized into that that Marvel universe, and we'd just get, you know, another MCU version of this, and and it 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 doesn't need it. it it'd be pointless. It'd be, and I don't, you know, Marvel might take it on, but Marvel might look at it and go, do you know what? Maybe we can use the characters within another film, but like they've done with with Hulk, Hulk yeah. and have got. I've gone, do you know what? We just, we don't think that you can sell a Fantastic Four movie anymore. And it's been proven. I was watching it in a, in one of the big screens at, at the view. And by the, you know, and it was, it was midday, uh, on a Sunday. Great, it's a really nice Sunday, but it's school holidays. There was five people. Yeah, I went to see it. I, I went to see it five o'clock Friday afternoon. There was probably about a dozen of us. Yeah, there was yeah, I think there was probably there was probably about ten people in my, my screen. I drove all the way to fucking Leeds to watch this movie. Well, uh, to be <laughs> fair, <laughs> you wanted to practice your motorway drive. Yeah, no, that's that's it. Yeah, I just that's the, it was just an excuse to go to. Yeah. yeah, it's a really nice cinema actually out in Leeds that I went to as well. Um, I should just uh, little tangent, but um, the Everyman Theatre in sorry the Everyman Cinema in Leeds. Uh, I think it's like maybe three or four screens, and it's it's in a it's in like a shopping complex, like a mall. Uh, but you go in there and it's it's got like really cool decor inside. It's a really nice bar with loads of craft ales. Um, you go into the actual cinema screening, at the actual uh, theatre, uh, and it's it's couches. Like it's just it's just a bunch of couches. I think screen one, which is what I was in, um, seats about 120 people, I think, and it's just double couches with little tables next to them. It's really really nice. Um, so yeah. The, the, the theatrical experience was better than the movie experience, but um, but yeah, just going back to going back to what you were saying there, I think if you look at it now, this really is four failed Fantastic Four projects now. So uh, certainly in, in in the eyes of comic book fans and and 
you know, and, and comic, comic book movie lovers, it's four failed Fantastic Four movies. So they will be seen as, uh, as you say, in Toxic. They will be, but it will be, it will be heaped onto the Fantastic Four in, in the long run. It'll, people will just say, oh, you can't make a Fantastic Four movie. It's been proven they can't do it right. They can't get the characters right. They can't get this right. I just think it's, I think it's a matter of aesthetic. And I think it's just, you know, let's stop worrying about turning everything into a universe or combining everything into a, a universe or getting it into a franchise. And let's just look at some stories and some characters and, and mix things up a bit. You know, don't worry about getting the Fantastic Four into the X-Men or the Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything else. Maybe give it to a director uh, like, uh, I don't know, Edgar Wright's probably not the best example, but somebody with a bit of an eye and set it in the 1950s and make it like a, a bit of a cheeky sort of, have a bit of a cheeky sort of spy aesthetic so you can get away with a little bit more and you can make Doctor Doom look like Doctor Doom. Like, you know, have fun with it. Like, or fucking do a CG, do a CG one. Do a, you know... Pixar type job, yeah, an animated one. Like, play with the characters, make it a bit more fun. Like, everything doesn't have to slot in somewhere, like in in the grand scheme of things. Especially if you're going to end up fucking rebooting it in five years' time, anyway. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I've got to say as well, in the international box office, apparently, it's reported that it's 34.1 million, and it was in 43 countries. I mean, 26 million of that was uh actually no 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 tell a lie tell a lie it's that 34 million plus the 26 million so you're looking at 60 million dollars worldwide in its first weekend and it cost what 150 odd like it's gonna be lucky to even make its initial budget back and that's with that's with all this sort of toxicity around it not really making it out to the public just yet. So as soon as that as soon as as soon as this stink that's attached to this film is out there, nobody's going to be interested in it at all. That's I mean yeah I mean that is that's fucked. Yeah, this you know this movie's got to make 250 million to make budget, and it, it's at this way it's going to struggle to make. Excess of 100 million. It's uh, it, like I'm just reading now. It's projected to end at 60 million in the US. I mean, like Mission Impossible is on around just under 110 million now. Yeah, have you seen the advert, the Mission Impossible advert? Yeah, TV spot. No. It literally it, it TV spot, standard TV spot, and then it goes. <laughs> To the front of the screen, in big letters, the number one movie in the world. Yeah, yeah. Never seen that before. Vacation is probably going... It, it could well do better than Fantastic Four in the US. Same. Um, I mean, it, that is insane. <laughs> I just... It's... I, I mean, I know I talk about box office a lot, but f- that's got to be the biggest bomb this year. I don't see anything else... From like budget to like gross ratio, doing work. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that can be worse? You know, unless Bond comes out and nobody sees it, there's nothing else that can do worse. No, I mean Bond's going to do fine. Star Wars is going to do fine. I mean, you've got the Man from Uncle next week, but 
word on that's actually fairly positive. So word of mouth alone might might help that out as much as anything else. I, it's, I've got I, a good feeling about that. So have I, mate. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm the exact opposite. I, I honestly, I know we're coming next week, next week on the, on the show, but from the trailers and everything, I look at it and go, it just looks horrible. It just looks so horrible. I think horrible. it looks fun, mate. Yeah. I think it looks fun. Yeah, that's, it is, but I'm willing to go into it going, it could just be the trailer though. It could just be the trailer. But I, 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 I for some reason, just, it, I look at it and go, no, 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 stop, please. But I'm, I'm definitely willing to give it a go, which is, you know, why I think it'll do quite well. What, because you're willing to give it a go? Because you're willing to give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the world sees that I've come round to it, they'll follow suit. <laughs> Are you denying my influence? Um, no, I would, I would never dare. <laughs> Right, um, I, I think we might be done anyway. I think we are, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, it, it, it's shit. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's, def, it's definitely shit. I'm, I'm going definitely, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm fine, I, 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 100%, whatever you guys want to think that, that's absolutely A-OK. I don't feel that passionately about it. I'm going to be one of its champions, and I would probably only give it a three out of five. Fucking hell. I haven't star I haven't star rated it yet, but suffice to say I enjoyed Pitch Perfect two more than I enjoyed Jesus this, which is H Christ. Not not what I was expecting to be saying. I and I, I, and I hated Pitch Perfect two, but during Fantastic Four um, needed to urinate really badly and thought the only reason why I'm not gonna go for a piss right now is because I don't think I'd come back into the screen. <laughs> If I go now, I'll go. And I knew I had to review it for things. I couldn't just fucking leave. But it is the closest I have been since Wild Wild West to just fucking walking out of a movie. It's a stinker. Yeah. Um, right. Um, so we'll... Uh, little break. Oh. We just need a pee. All right. Uh, Ian's going for a pee. You don't need to leave that in, Ian. I probably will. <laughs> <sighs> Hello? Oh. Sorry, did you say something there, Mark? Yeah, I said, how was the motorway driving experience? Do you know what? It wasn't too bad. I was a bit, I was a bit worried about, well, not worried about it, but I was a bit sort of edgy. Uh, and then once I got, got, once I actually got out and on there, I was fine. So it's just, it's not that big a deal. It's, it's kind of, it's like, it's like, um, Jordan was saying on the on the WhatsApp, it's it's actually really fucking easy. So uh, I just stuck to about between sixty and seventy. Stuck to the left hand lane quite a bit. Um, didn't get too close to anyone, and, and it was absolutely fine. So not a bad first go. So do you drive, by the way? I don't. I'm just about to start taking my lessons again. Right. Start not next week, the week after. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. true what they say about, I think that the important thing to do is when you pass your test, get out there on the motorway as soon as possible. I shouldn't have left it a year and a half because it becomes a bit of a mental thing then that you've got a yeah. sort of, you've got a break and then it's like, right, I need to find an excuse to go driving and I have to, you know, so I shouldn't have left it as long as I did, but actually it wasn't that big a deal. So yeah. Yeah. So all ready for the, uh, the five hour trip up to the middle of, uh, nowhere in Scotland. 
Oh, yeah, you've uh, got a wedding. Yeah. It's the, the wedding, it's the wedding that's, uh, it's the wedding that's, uh, stopping me from going to Fright Fest and also stopping me from seeing Straight Out of Compton on its opening weekend, which I'm furious about. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been subjecting Becky to NWA for the last two weeks in preparation for that movie. <laughs> I think I might be, um, I might try and get to a screening on the Thursday night if I can, because we're traveling on the Friday. So yeah. if I can, if there's any preview screenings, then, uh, then I'll, I'll hopefully get to one of those. So. Yeah, I don't think there will be Very at some point. Yeah. I'm fucking did you, that. did you download the, um, the Dre album? I've not, I've not had a chance yet. I've not, I've literally, today's my first day where I've actually been at home, um, any period of time since last Sunday, uh, and I got up at nine, left the house at half past ten, and then got back into the football. All right. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I've, I had to listen to it yesterday. It's, it's it's decent. I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, groundbreaking, but it's it's decent. It's it's better yeah. than that. It's better than the single that he had out a while ago. You know, and what oh. I suggested. Uh, his new stuff might be like so but yeah it's alright I've actually been I've actually been I've listened to the um, South Park um, soundtrack which was produced by Eminem and that's oh was it oh shit yeah I remember that yeah 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 somebody mentioned that it's a really good soundtrack you know there's been a couple of them is it really good so is it all rap is it all rap then yeah it's all rap but it's it's it's, it's proper rap not the shit rap excuse for rap nowadays by people that you know that are just trying to get YouTube fucking views. It's, yeah, it's well, that's that's a good thing. I think this is... I mean, that new Dre album and this new film and hearing that, you know, hearing that, what you just said, I think there's a bit of a trend at the moment that people... I think hip-hop artists are moving slightly more away from the shiny, poppy, silly, Nicki Minaj type stuff, and I think things are going to get a little bit more, you know, a bit more gangster rappy, which is, is definitely a good thing, so... I'm, I'm sick of listening to that auto-tuned, same yeah. fucking bollocks that we get for, like, fucking Drake and Jason Derulo, that, that exactly. are actually fucking rap nowadays. So, I've been... Yeah, I've even been listening to a lot of the Eminem sort of back catalogue stuff, and you listen to yeah. it and go, how did we go from, like, ten years ago, this, you know, which, yeah. you know, is a great progression from ten years before that, to, to what the fuck we've got now? Mm, yeah. you know it needs to fucking change I'll probably leave that in I don't know what you're talking about but leave it in yeah leave it um, right so um, Ian I'll let you go first uh, what have you been watching this week yeah well I mean I'll, I'll just quickly say I rewatched the uh, the Tim Story Fantastic Four films and uh, oh. I, yeah I mean I, I won't talk long about this at all um, I kind of with Noel on that I think the first one is proper laid back bubblegum fun yeah um, you know doesn't take itself seriously at all um, it, it's just it's just a laugh really I mean it's very silly it's very campy and uh, just yeah why not um, the second one tries to go more epic but just kind of feels like a bit of a damp squib I think um, I, I, it just it, it it kind of feels a little bit ponderous, and it's still like, like there's less of Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis like interacting with each other, and 
the the kind of the story is rather rote and by by the end of it i mean it's kind of weird that at the end of it the fantastic four aren't the ones who actually really defeat galactus they just like help out silver surfer and then silver surfer just goes up there and fucks him up i I don't know maybe that's true true to the comics i don't know but um that was kind of weird to me uh, I think there was an intention to almost make it like a, to almost make it a Silver Surfer movie. I think that was kind of the. I, can see I, that. I think that was kind of what they wanted to do with it. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean they're, they're 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 solid. I mean the first one's like a three point five, the second one's probably a two. Mm. Something like that, maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the first one more than I remembered uh, enjoying it. Anyway. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So. Um, I've only watched, I think, two other things, so I'll do the one that I don't think... Yeah, Noel definitely wouldn't have watched this this week. I don't even know what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, I continued my Bondathon, um, and this time it's Live and Let Die, um, which is the Blaxploitation Bond. Um, <laughs> right. Where it's, ba- it's basically Bond goes to Harlem, and then voodoo <laughs> happens. It's amazing. Um, Yafet Koto... His death in this film, I actually want to find it on YouTube and send it to you guys. Because it's amazing. Yafet, Koto, death, live and let die. Epic death scene. Uh, Yeah, I suppose that'll do. Right, it's about a minute long. But um, it's, do you guys, have you guys seen this before? Uh, not, not, not that it's in my memory. No, okay, so. good. As long as you guys don't remember it, because it's mental. Is it as good as the, the, the bum scene? Oh, it's not. It's, well, maybe. Oh, fucking you, Windows 10 with your edge. Oh, that opens back with it. It'll be towards the end. Hey. Wow. Roger Moore looks really lithe and healthy. Mm. What the hell? What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) That is... Wow. They do set it up earlier in the film. It's basically, um, it's kind of like an anti-shark gun that Bond is given um, with these pellets that um, when they go into something, they basically inflate them. Uh, So for those who haven't seen it, basically Bond sticks one of these pellets in Yafet Koto's mouth, shoves him underwater, and then Yafet Koto basically inflates and then explodes. Um... Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, it's... I I don't know. You've got that. There's, a, like, there's actual, like, voodoo shit in this, where, like, voodoo is proven in, in the world of Bond to be real, um, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, Bond... I've, I've mentioned this on the show before, but Bond tricks a virgin into sleeping with him, uh, no. which is incredible. Um... 
Lovely guy. Uh, yeah, I know. And I don't know. There's actually a bit where someone mouths what the fuck really clearly, which is amazing. And there's also the classic line, you've got a honky on your tail, uh, which I, I also love. It's basically Bond versus black people. And it's... <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's ama- amazing. There's a bit at the start where all these agents are getting killed off. Um, uh, yeah, it could be. Um, and uh, So I'll get on with it. Sorry, I was just reading a message there. There's a bit at the start where all these agents are getting killed off. And there's this one agent stood on a street corner in Louisiana. And this kind of funeral procession, procession comes along. And there's a casket there, obviously. And this guy comes up to him. And he, and he says to this guy, oh, whose funeral is it? And the other guy says, yours. And then they kill it. And, and then they basically kill him and then put him in the casket. And then they start playing happy music and having a bit of a dance. And then they do it again later on. And it's just like, is this not the most elaborate way of, like, of, of, of on the lowdown killing people you've ever seen? Um, I, it's it's quite something to behold is live and let die. I mean, it's also got the amazing fucking Bond theme, and then it kind of pops up every now and then. There's like a club version of it at one point, which is great. Um, so I, it's mental and kind of terrible, but it's a lot more enjoyable than You Only Live Twice and Diamonds Are Forever, and at the very least, maybe even Doctor No, frankly. And uh, yeah. It's it. I, I enjoyed it. Looking forward to more Roger Moore. So, unfriended. No, you watched this. Mm-hmm. I did indeed. Yes, I did. And uh, yeah, so this is another Blum production, Jason Blum production, and uh, it it kind of hasn't had as much hype through hor- the horror circles because it's not in, in the horror film that's on VOD, and so everybody needs to like seems to want to like shout its praises because it's small and indie. So is this. Yeah, it's released by Universal, but it's produced by Blumhouse Productions. They're not exactly an absolute powerhouse. It's pretty, it's fairly indie. And do you know what? It's decent, isn't it, Noel? I don't give a shit about the horror community because they're often very wrong about indie. things. So, no, Unfriended, I thought it was cracking. Really solid. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for it and fancy in it but being a bit worried because you know these things can can date by the time they've they've come out um but it, it doesn't matter it's, it's well put together and you know there's little there's little ways that they go about doing things in the you know i'm sure everybody's aware of what it is it's it's basically a horror movie that that takes place on on one girl's laptop screen with skype and everything like that and, and her social networks but the way that they actually do that is quite clever even just little tiny things that they do like um, when she'll, you know, she'll get a message from someone and she'll she'll type out the message, but she won't hit send. And then she'll stop and she'll pause and she'll wait for a bit. And then she'll delete it and change the message or she'll delete a bit of the message. So there's one where she says something like, um, it was nothing to do with me, I promise you. And she just hovers and doesn't send it. And then she goes back and then she deletes the bit that says, I promise you, because she knows that the weight of her saying that is... And, you know, it's, it's the type of thing that we all do. Like, and... Um, or even just little moments where she'll say something to somebody and they won't respond, respond, and then she'll go, why aren't you responding? And then there'll be a pause, 
and then you'll see that little bubble with the dots where it's like, oh, they're writing. Oh, and then it... That's 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 brilliant. That's because that is, if you think about it, we all we all get that in our day to day lives. Sometimes you'll text somebody something and you'll see that they're writing a response, and there is attention there there is a sort of waiting oh what are they writing are they going to give me the answer that i want them to give me or whatever so i, I really nicely put together i thought yeah i mean I, I i like the bits as well where like she's trying there's a bit where she's basically trying to um like block someone or remove someone and she's yeah. like it like she tries to get the option the options grayed out and it's yeah. just like yeah that kind of seems like maybe the page just like the process the page didn't load correctly yeah. or something so it's not yeah. letting you do that op- like the option it's like is it that or is it the spirit like fucking with it mm. there's little things like that that yeah they really get down that stuff really mm. well and um and it's just nice that's a nice idea as well the idea that you know that a, a spirit or a possession or something like that can can affect source code and just change do you know what i mean like things like that it's just it's a really nice idea, and they don't feel it, it. It doesn't feel the need to over-explain that stuff. It just it's there because that's what this, that's what this you know spirit or this presence is trying to do. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, the, I, I don't know. I thought the story had some good little twists in it. Like the, the like yeah. why did like what was on that video that like people were so aggressively taking the piss out of that girl for that she felt the yeah. need to kill herself. And, like, you're watching it at first, it's like, oh, yeah, she's just passed out drunk. I won't say what it actually is. Um, But, like, the reveal of that, where it's just like, yeah, you... like They don't rush it. Yeah, yeah. and, like, you would imagine people... She would be a social pariah for that. Mm. Like, how embarrassing that would be to have that caught on video. And her relationship with the main girl, and, like, the main girl kind of seems like she's sweetness and light and then there's some yeah. shit in there you know again i don't want to say too much and it, it like I, it, I, I thought the story was really like nicely tense um when it kind of all kind of kicks off properly in like the last half hour or so i thought that was well done it doesn't outstay its welcome at all it's paced really well um yeah i mean they, they, Pretty much the only minus point I could really give it is the very, 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 very end. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the literally the last five seconds, I was just like, oh, I'm not really into that. I like, yeah, you had to have a scare. Mm. <laughs> could have done with something else rather than that. But um, yeah, I, I yeah. had a really good tense time with this. That ending that you're referring to again, I won't spoil but it reminded me very much of another um low budget horror movie that did quite well a few years ago and and has had sequels since like you know i know do you know what i mean yeah Yeah. so um yeah it it felt like that one uh i'm gonna give it away yeah probably but it is there's there's it was a it was a found footage movie that that had two endings and the, the 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 lesser ending sort of it Reminded me of that, but, yeah. Oh, hang on. No, I don't know what you mean. Oh, do you not? Okay. Is it, I don't want to spoil is it. it but... Is it foreign language? No. Okay, I think I do know what you, it is, but I thought it was something else yeah. at first, but now I think I do know what it is. Yes. Anyway, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's it's really solid. Um, it, you know, doesn't take too much of your time at all. And, uh, yeah, really well done. I love the fact that... I, 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 I you know that Facebook and Spotify and whatnot kind of agreed to this because you could have just as easily used like 
fake social networks and stuff, and it almost kind of feels like that kind of real tangibility would have been lost as a result. Um, yeah. Just the the way it gets like the whole interface of everything so spot on. It's it's yeah, very 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 well done. Um, and uh, that's it for me actually. Cool. Uh, no, do you want to hit us with yours? Uh, well, there was Unfriended. I'll also mention Perfect, Pitch Perfect 2, which I watched because the missus kind of wanted to watch it. Um, I've got four minutes it's in. Not, it's not for me. It's not for me. It's not for us. Mm-hmm. It's it, uh, Claire really enjoyed it. It was fun for her. Um, the bits in between the songs weren't very funny, I didn't think. And There was a couple of laughs in there, but it's, it's, I thought it, was, it wasn't. It just wasn't for me. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, what I did enjoy though was Wild Card, which is the new Jason Statham movie, which everybody should go and watch because it's great. Um, I believe it's a not a remake of Heat uh, with Burt Reynolds, but I, le- I believe that they're both based on the same uh, novel. So I will be going checking out that because I like the idea of seeing Burt Reynolds in this film. Um, but yeah, it's basically Jason Statham mooching around Las Vegas and getting into different sort of situations um and he's sort of dreaming of how to escape this life that he's created for himself and he's is he a good guy he's helping people out or is he a bad guy because you know how does he make his money it's 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 really nice uh it's got a bit of a sort of modern noir feel to it um and obviously with it being set in las vegas it's got that sort of um that sort of you know city that never sleeps sort of vibe to it where you know it's it's, it's constantly just one time zone in, in in the clubs that you frequent and stuff um so yeah it's it's great really well worth watching um i also watched margin call which is brilliant so uh 2011 movie um with an amazing cast uh kevin spacey paul bettany jeremy Irons, zachary quinto demi moore stanley tucci um so a great cast basically it's uh sort of real-timey sort of thing. Not real-time, but, you know, it's set within sort of one night, uh, and it's it's uh, a large sort of investment bank dealing with the fact that the financial crisis is just about to happen. Um, excellent performances uh, from everybody involved, but um, Paul Bettany and Jeremy Irons in particular are excellent, uh, and I really enjoyed that. And that was about it. So, yeah. Cool. I, I've just got the one. I I rewatched. Oh, by the way, yeah, Magic Calls a fucking great mm-hmm. film. Um, you both seen that then? Yeah. Yeah, man. Not not for a few years, but I, yeah, really enjoyed it. I, I rewatched it at the start of this year and really enjoyed it when I first watched it when it came out. And again, just really enjoyed it. It's a proper tense fucking movie uh, for what it's about. Brilliantly, brilliantly written as well, isn't it? Thingy though. Uh, what's his face? Mama. Is it Mama? Uh, who wrote it? Yeah. Right. JC Chandor in it. So, uh, no, who wrote it? I thought JC Chandor wrote it. He wrote it. Oh, right. Yeah, he got nominated, I think, for best screenplay, didn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He got right. an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Yeah, JC Chandor. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I rewatched The World Then uh, because I, when I first watched it, I really, really didn't like it, uh, but. I've given it a go because when I first watched and it could be raised for a second, no, when I first watched Shaun of the Dead, I didn't like it and now I, I really do like it. Um, so I thought I'll give, you know, Becky wanted to rewatch it, um, but I think she fell asleep last time I watched it. Um, so rewatched that. Um, 
and liked it a lot more on the second watch. Uh, I still think that it, it feels at points a little bit Channel 4 especially. Um, and I think it'd be a lot more interesting if it had less of the action going on. But it went from being a four slash five out of ten movie for me to being a six and a half, seven out of ten movie for me, which is Harry Nick Robinson. Six out of seven out of ten movies for me. Um, it's it had a lot more heart in it than I remember it having. I I, I was quite sort of surprised at that. Uh, so I'm glad I kind of made my peace with the world's end. I enjoyed it a lot more on a rewatch actually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it seemed to it flowed a lot better on a rewatch. It made a lot more sense. Uh, it didn't feel it didn't feel like I, when I first watched it, it felt like I was watching two movies. One movie up to where uh, they start getting attacked, and then another movie after that. And I didn't like either movie. Uh, this felt like one actual one actual movie, and things started to actually make sense. Uh, so actually, I, I actually quite enjoyed. I will, it. I will say uh, the opening still and the ending I think are still terrible, and I don't think Simon Pegg is a strong enough dramatic actor to pull off the kind of the the, the, the slightly more dramatic moments he has in that film. It kind of feels like he's trying to actually be a character, and I think he fails at doing that. But I I don't mind the film at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our, what I've been watching. And uh, we do actually have a few questions, uh, this, this week. Um, so, there are two seconds and I shall, I shall get to them. Um, first one is from TTP73, as you prince. Uh, what is the oldest film you've seen? The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari? I mean, like, like, yeah, the whole length say. film. Like, yeah. Uh, you can't include that, like the trip to the, the moon or something. Yeah. pulling into a station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'd probably say it's the, the, the oldest one I've seen. Yeah, definitely the same here. Yeah, uh, it's still a good film actually. I watched it back to the moment, but it's still, it's still entertaining. I would mention as well, though, I did see, um, I've probably mentioned it before, but I did see Metropolis in the cinema a couple of years ago, the sort of restored bit with all the extra bits in it, and that's the first time I'd ever seen it, and that was, yeah, that was pretty fucking Yeah, awesome. Metropolis, yeah. man. That, that, that restored version, it's the only version I've seen yeah. as well, and that, yeah, that is a hell of a film. Mm. Yeah. It is. It really is, yeah. It's fucking a long movie. Jeez, a commitment. Um, Cookie Man, Cookie Man, nineteen seventy on Twitter. Uh, what's the most disturbing slash upsetting film you've seen? Uh, I've got two separate answers: one for upsetting and one for disturbing. Upsetting, huh? Dear Zachary. Uh, disturbing, yeah. The Brood. The Brood. Yeah, The Brood is really disturbing. Fuck <laughs> that film. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it. The Brood hates the female body. It's brilliant. Oh my god. <laughs> It's, it's David Cronenberg pissed off. Uh, and yeah, that's no, terrifying. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> Cronenberg films I've not seen. Oh no, my god, go. Mark, seriously, mate. Like, you, like, don't, oh, don't be in a dark mood I, when you watch that. I don't Cronenberg. think it's one of his, I don't think it's one of his best, but it is, it is, it's well worth seeing. Yeah, yeah, oh no, yeah, it is. But I, I will never watch it again. That was a one and done, like Dear Zachary, but that yeah. was a one and done. I, 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 I too have the same. I have, I have, um, to answer that. Most disturbing, Martyrs fucking broke me. Absolutely did. Uh, it really, really, I was, I was 
I need I needed to be sort of in a, in a happy place for about a week after Martyrs to kind of recover. Uh, so that was the most disturbing film. Probably the most upsetting. Um, Michael Cannon Jones uh, is shooting dogs. is an incredibly upsetting movie. Uh, you know that it, it, it's strange that he had two movies out in the same weekend. Uh, yeah, that and basically two <laughs> out in the same weekend. <laughs> Shit. Bloody hell. That it's um, yeah, it, 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 it's it's it's. it's Really fucking strange. Uh, but yeah, it's about the, um, it's set in Rwanda in, um, 1994 when the essentially genocide happened. Um, and it is fucking graphic as fuck, um, in terms of depicting essentially just people just getting, you know, pregnant women getting hacked up with machetes and things like that, but not in a, not in a horror kind of way. It's, it's done as a. Yeah, as, as a very, a very dramatic kind of way. Uh, it stars, um, John Hurt and Hugh Darcy. Uh, it's one of those where I would, I would never say it to anybody, you really should watch this. But if you want to watch it, watch it. But it is incredibly disturbing at that point. Um, so yeah, that'd be mine on those. Well, I've, I'll give you two then, but, um, but the, the, the upsetting one is not necessarily because of the film itself, but it's, it's just the situation. The, uh, I went to watch The Pianist at the cinema, uh, and it was literally, um, it was, it was around a time when I'd, I'd, I was in a very, 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 very emotionally delicate place. Um, nothing crazy, but just, yeah. And it just, it, it properly broke me, just that, that film. I mean, I loved it, but it just, it just made me sob like a bitch. Like, <laughs> the purpose of going to the cinema was to escape this thing that was going on. Uh, it was, it was, just, it was a long-term relationship, the breakup, that's all it was. But just like, yeah, the film just fucking destroyed me. Um, so that's an upsetting one. But as far as, um, disturbing is concerned, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, uh, 1966 Africa Adio, which is also oh, known as Africa Blood yeah, and Guts. Okay. It's fucking, it's, 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 it's damaging, that film. Like, it's, um, for those who don't know, it's, it's basically, it's kind of a Mondo movie, but, but it's sort of, um, in that it's like a sort of falsified documentary. It's all about, um, the supposed sort of crazy animal poaching and, and mass violence in the streets and horrible tribal murders and everything, uh, that all occurred in Africa once it was handed back to, to the natives from the British Empire. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of racist and it's, it's made by two Italian filmmakers and it's, po- it's positioned as a documentary, but it's kind of clear that, um, that, you know, it isn't, it, it's, it's got an agenda. It's pushing a bit of an agenda. Uh, but some of the scenes in that are just, you know, th- there's stuff in there that is real, stuff that did happen. And it's, it's, it's really, really difficult to watch. So, you know, there's stuff with sort of fields of people just being killed. Um, and then there's also stuff in there around sort of animal cruelty, which is also always difficult with stuff around sort of, um, poachers who are attacking elephants and then they cut open this elephant and find that there was a, a baby elephant inside. So you see them pulling out this dead baby elephant. It's, it's really, really, really sad and, and really disturbing. It's, it's, you know, I like disturbing stuff, but that's the one time where I was watching something and I was like, this is, this has pushed me to as far as I ever want to go. So um, it's a fucking challenging film, that. But, um, mm. yeah. 
Yeah. It's not it's not something I can recommend, but like yeah. it's it's just a fucking challenging watch. Uh and final question uh is uh, how big a steel book collector are you all? Uh, I'm just curious to know because I've seen some crazy people buying them and keeping them sealed. Are you one of those people that buy all three versions, etc., uh, and keep different sets? Do you not bother much at all? Would you much prefer collect the movie uh, on Blu-ray, or would you work, wait for a steel book? Um, I, I'm a kind of big steel book collector. I will, if there's a nice looking steel book version of something, for instance, Dread. Uh, that I've already got, I will happily spend um, 20 quid to replace it with the steelbook if the steelbook looks nice. No, the minute I get them, I open them and look at the fucking app. I don't believe in keeping them sealed to sell them later on. Else, those people who buy three versions of a, uh, three um, copies of a film to then sell two of them uh, are uh, the anti-collectors, so I don't agree with that. Um, but yeah, I, I still like my steelbooks. I've got two this week. I've got the Apocalypse Now one. Uh, so I've got three this week. We've got The Losers, uh, which is a lovely looking steel, but The Dread One and The Apocalypse Now One. Uh, and I'm very happy with all three of those. I have no interest. What I, I, I mean, I have barely any interest anymore, to be honest. I've, I've very, I've, I've fallen out of love with Blu-ray collecting. It's not saying I'm going to chuck all my Blu-rays or whatever, but I, I couldn't really give a fuck anymore. So it's hard to create this business. Give me, give me an idea of what is it? I have bought. This year, I have five Blu-rays this year so far, uh, which is, considering how many I used to buy, it is staggering, and all five of them have been steelbooks. There you go. I won't buy I'm not, a, I'm not a big. I'm not a big Blu-ray buyer, but if I'm buying, then I, I will always choose the steelbook if that, if that option is available. And just to illustrate Ian's point as well, I'm looking right now at this gorgeous Blu-ray steelbook of Whiplash, which Ian... Uh, which I bought off Ian, so clearly he doesn't care, and uh, clearly I'm a sucker. But there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot I ordered it, and it just turned right. up. I was like, shit. Yeah. All right then. I like a I like a good steel book, yeah, but I'm not a huge Blu-ray collector anyway, so. I, yeah, I I, I I got heavily into the steel book game, and then found that I was I was buying them and spending like twenty quid on something, and then turned up. <laughs> Don't really like the artwork on that. So I, I, I kind of quelled that. When I think at one point I had 23 on uh, on pre-order and looked at it and went, I need those. And I, I scaled down to three from those 23. So, yeah, I I've bought five this year and that's it. I You can go down a rabbit hole with them, I think. Uh, so yes, yeah, so that's, that's all our questions, and that is uh, episode 122. Um, hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you very much, Noel, as always, for joining us. Uh, Ian, what are we covering? Next? Yes, the man from Uncle. Next week, uh, the man from Uncle. Yes, yes. covering the man from Uncle, uh, which I know you're very excited for, and I'm I'm very ambivalent towards. Uh, but because I'm ambivalent towards it, it's kind of making me excited to go and watch it in a really random weird well, way. Well, it's either that or Pixels. So. Nobody wants to watch Pixels. Yeah, no, nobody does. Is anybody actually watching it? I don't think there is. Um, I thought it had already been out, to be honest, Pixels. So, uh, yeah. So, um, anything else to add, guys? Nah. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Right. Out.